Hey there, friends and listeners of the Rejoice Radio Podcast. Just want to give you a quick update to let you know that we will be rebranding, and so our new name is going to be the Free Willed and Fired Up Podcast. Everything else will still be the same. All right, same host, yours truly. I look forward to having you join us as we enter into this new era of podcasting. See you next time on the Free Willed and Fired Up Podcast. Welcome, friends, to another episode on the Rejoice Radio Podcast, where today we'll be taking a look at Genesis 32, specifically on the passages dealing with wrestling with God. Now, when we deal with the subject of wrestling with God, we have to consider it in its context of what it is that we're talking about. So when believers are dealing with wrestling with God, one should note that this is not the same thing as when we were not believers in Christ, when we were not believers in God and wrestled with Him then. So a noticeable distinction needs to be made between atheists and other non-believers and believers and Christians. So when we consider the phrase, wrestling with God, and he who wrestles with God, what does it really mean when it's saying wrestle with? Because one could surely say that atheists wrestle with God, just as one could say believers in their own way wrestle with God. So what is the distinction? The distinction is very important, and it all comes down to that word with. What does it mean to wrestle with? And that distinction of that single word makes a world of difference. When it comes to the atheists, when they wrestle with God, the word with is used like against. Atheists wrestle against God. When we're talking about believers, such as Christians, when they wrestle with God, they wrestle for Him. So let me explain further. Atheists tend to spend all their time, whenever they're discussing God, the Bible, and Christians, trying to find ways to reject, deny, otherwise disagree with the Bible, with God, and with Christians. So when they wrestle, they try to wrestle against every aspect of God and every act that he would want to do for them in their lives. They, every single time, they are pushing against him. Now, on the contrary, when you look at the believers, when you look at Christians, when they wrestle with God, they wrestle for his wisdom. They wrestle for his love. They wrestle for his blessings. Each and every time when they wrestle with God, they do so to get closer. They do so to get nearer to him, not further. And so when we look at Genesis 32, especially in regard to passages 22 to 30, we come across a very interesting example of this for us believers with Jacob wrestling with God. Surely, He is not meant to be regarded as one lumped in with atheists and other non-believers. When he wrestled with God, there was something surely to be said in that and to be understood in that and to be appreciated in that by us believers today. Because how many of us can say that we have never wrestled with God, never wrestled to better understand him, to better appreciate him and what he's done for us, to better love him, 
to better receive his love and to better find ourselves blessed by him. Even in those difficult circumstances in life of which there are all too many, almost countless, do we not as believers find ourselves sometimes wrestling with God so that we may draw near to him or stay near to him when times are difficult? Of course, of course we do. And so when we look at Jacob in his wrestle with God in Genesis chapter 32, I think that I'm going to provide you all with some interesting commentary that perhaps will change your outlook on the notion of wrestling with God, because there are many who would say that, that well, believers should not wrestle with God. No, well, those people have a fundamental misunderstanding of the application of what it means to wrestle with God when it comes to a believer. It is my opinion that they wrongfully label it as the kind of with that atheists wrestle with God, as in against, rather than the proper believing term of wrestling with God, which is for God. And so let's now look at Genesis 32, and we're going to look at Genesis 32, 22 to 30. And he arose at night and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons, and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. He took them, sent them over the brook, and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, Tell me your name, I pray. And he said, Why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Now when reading over this passage in particular, I want us to think about Jacob's new name, Israel, the one given to him by God after wrestling with God. Look again at what Israel means. It means he or she or they who have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. So, let's talk first and foremost about how he has struggled with God and prevailed. So, one might mistakenly think that when it's dealing with wrestling with God and prevailing in regards to Jacob that it's referring to physically wrestling with God and beating God. But that is not the case at all. Far from it. As we see, all right, from the injury that he gave to Jacob with a mere touch, God did not lose that fight with Jacob. God was never in any trouble of losing that fight with Jacob. So it was not the physical fight of which Jacob found himself prevailing over. Wrong. We're dealing with a spiritual matter here. Jacob prevailed over God, or in God rather, with God, because he found himself as a believer 
especially after recognizing who he was really up against, he found himself wrestling for God's blessing for him, and he would not stop until God gave it to him. So again, consider that when we're dealing with struggling with God and prevailing. Jacob was struggling with God. And perhaps at the beginning of their fight, before he recognized just who he was up against, he might have been wrestling with God in the sense of an atheist where he was wrestling against some unknown strong foe in the dead of night. But once he realized who it was that he was fighting, his motivations with why he was wrestling completely changed. Where instead of wrestling against this unknown foe, we see him wrestling for God and for his blessing. That is how he prevailed over God. He would not stop wrestling for God until God blessed him. Next, let's look at how he wrestled and prevailed with men. All right, he wrestled with men and prevailed. How did he do that? Well, in order to understand this, we need to look at the men who were recently involved in this story of Jacob. First, you have Jacob's stealing away of the birthrights of his brother Esau. He took his fortune, his inheritance, and ran. Then you had Jacob, who went to be with Laban, and for many years he accrued more wealth at that time. And yet again, he found himself leaving unceremoniously. Both Esau and Laban found themselves after Jacob for their own reasons. And it was during this fear, it was after Jacob had already accrued all this wealth, all these resources, that he began to have a change of heart, brought about surely by fear and also partly by the Lord. And we see that for all of his years of toiling to, to keep and to grow his wealth and his possessions, when the chips were down, when, when he feared his life, what did he do? Did he cling to his worldly possessions as man always wants to do, as the flesh would call us to do? Or did he find himself able and willing to discard of those earthly fleshly possessions to make himself right, not only with his brother in Laban, but also with God? And we see that he was able to do so. Bit by bit, he sent his possessions back to his brother Esau to repay that which he had stolen away, and then some. When it came to Laban, Laban met him, and Laban explained to him how Jacob had wronged him. Did Jacob wrestle with him and... As in the sense of wrestling against him, did, did Jacob try to take advantage of him and to otherwise escape? No. No, when Laban came to find Jacob, Jacob did the right thing. Instead of running again, he sat down with Laban 
and had a talk man to man, and there he made a covenant with Laban. He found a way to make restitution yet again with his fellow man, first with Esau, now with Laban. And we see here, in this final part of the passage, all right, from Genesis 32, 22 to 30, we see a change in Jacob's sense of himself as well, as a man. What once was someone who would steal the birthright from his brother, what once was a man who would skip out on upholding his word to others, what once was a man who would wrestle against strangers, now became a man who would not only give back to his brothers, but to give more wealth and more praise to his brother. Not only do we find a new man who not only would not back out on his promises, but would rather make promises with those in his life, such as Laban. And lastly, we don't find a man who is running from God, but now we find a man who is willing to face God and to face him in the best possible way, which is to wrestle for God's blessing. Each and every step of the way, when it comes to wrestling with man, whether it be his fear of Esau, whether it be his fear of Laban, or whether it even be with himself, each and every step along the way, he came to prevail over man. And so when we consider his name, Israel, when it states, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed, we need to understand, if we are to be blessed by God, if we are to prevail over man, over our own flesh, and if we are to make ourselves right with God, not only must we make a conscious effort to restore those relationships with our fellow human beings, but we must also make a conscious effort to draw ourselves nearer to God, just as Jacob did. And now, what's another interesting point here is what God left Jacob with. Now, God had already blessed Jacob a couple of times during that altercation. But one thing that people often overlook is that before God left Jacob in that evening, in that morning, we saw that as they were wrestling, God gave Jacob an injury, gave him a limp. Now, one might say, how is Jacob blessed in God giving him a limp? It was already surprising enough that Jacob could wrestle with God all the way through the night until the break of morning. How in the world could he ever wrestle with anyone now ever again with that limp? Not only that, how could he ever flee? He can't run. 
And now, when he were to fight, he'd be at a severe disadvantage. So how could we consider this to be a blessing from God? Well, I want you to consider this. Part of what kept Jacob from prevailing over man was that he just kept running. Instead of dealing with man in the right way, he just kept running from man. Even running from himself. When it came to him wrestling with God, Jacob just kept fighting. Kept on fighting. And this was before he'd come to realize that he was wrestling with God. He just kept on fighting. Now I tell you this, friends, how much sooner would Jacob have prevailed over man had he not spent most of his time running? I tell you, how much sooner would Jacob have realized who he was wrestling with and that he needed to wrestle not against this person, this being, but rather to wrestle for this person and this being? So when we consider God leaving Jacob with a limp, Jacob is surely not worse off for it. In doing so, he can no longer run. He must face his relations and his dealings with man head on and appropriately. And when it comes to God, he is reminded and that in his weakness, he may truly find strength in God, in the Lord. So ladies and gentlemen, when we look at ourselves, I want us to walk away from this podcast with this idea in mind. I want us to consider who it is that we are wrestling with. Whether it be our friends, our parents, co-workers, and so on. I want us to consider the nature of us wrestling with them. Are we wrestling against them? Or are we wrestling for them? How much better would your dealings be with man if instead of constantly trying to separate yourself from them and avoid them, you instead saw yourself righteous and good by dealing fairly with them, honestly with them, And ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to how you wrestle with God, just like with Jacob, how much more blessed would you find yourself if instead of wrestling against God as if he were some unknown being in the night, if we would stop and recognize our Lord when he's right there with us face to face, even in our most darkest of moments, literal or figurative. And to realize that when God is with us, we must wrestle for Him and for His blessings in our lives. And lastly, when God gives you a thorn in your side and a limp in your step, when it's from the Lord, 
He is doing it for your benefit. He is doing it to humble you. Because far too often, we try to rely on ourselves when really we should be putting our faith and our reliance into God. And so, ladies and gentlemen, as we consider Genesis 32, where Jacob wrestled with God, I want us to consider those things. Are we too those who struggle with God and with man and prevail? Are we not like Jacob who would become Israel? Or are we the Jacob before he wrestled with God? Are we the Jacob before, in fear and guilt, he, he gave his possessions back to Esau? Are we the kind of Jacob who would steal from those closest to us? Are we the kind of Jacob who would swindle from others? Are we the kind of Jacob who would not care to respect other people's wishes? Surely, those of us who are God-believing and God-fearing, who humble ourselves before a Creator, we find ourselves counted amongst those in God, those in Christ, who are now deemed Israel, who are those who wrestle with God and man and prevail. We do not wrestle against these things, rather we wrestle for them, and in wrestling for them, we prevail. Thank you, friends, for going ahead and listening to this podcast, all right, on Rejoice Radio. If you'd like to come and see us in person, feel free to come down any given Sunday at 1030 and join us for our services in Aiken, South Carolina. You can find us at Rejoice Fellowship Free Will Baptist. We look forward to seeing you there. And until next time, this has been another episode on Rejoice Radio Podcast. See y'all next time.